an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, today on the podcast, I have Mary Ellen O'Brien, and she is the sweetest soul in the world. She helped me 15 years ago to uncover my own personal gifts, but also to give me the strength and the courage to keep moving forward. Mary Ellen is an expert at helping people align with their soul, and she has programs that she talks about in this episode, but also she has a free gift for you about how to own your own energy. Mary Ellen shares her dark night and how mastering your energy can help you master your life. You can learn more about Mary Ellen at awakenyourtrueessence.com. But for now, here is Mary Ellen O'Brien. Let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, I have Mary Ellen O'Brien, and she is a long time friend. I met Mary Ellen when I was first on my journey, and honestly, she's felt like a mother to me. I mean, it's always felt like our energy was similar, and she just helped guide me along the way, along with Susan Lander, who has also been on the podcast. Mary Ellen, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Mary Ellen and I have been meeting for years in a group once a month, and we are just so happy to support each other and see each other and what we're doing in the world. And clearly, we have similar views because we both believe that mastering your energy really helps you master your life. And Mary Ellen is so talented at helping people find their purpose and get aligned with what they truly want to be doing and being and feeling in this lifetime. So Mary Ellen, please tell us what is your soul alignment for modes What are these four modes that you refer to? Well, when I talk about soul alignment, I'll just briefly explain what I mean by that because sometimes people aren't sure what... Yeah, let's back it up. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll just back it up and say that when you're aligned with your soul, I also refer to it as your higher self and your true essence. When you're aligned consistently, everything follows. Mm. You can share the work you're here to share you have your inner clarity and your full energy. You have access to your inner guidance and your creativity and your compassion and love for others. So when you really strengthen this connection and you align with this higher aspect, this divine aspect of you that we all have access to in every moment, we can then really make the difference we're here to make. I totally agree. So what do you think gets in the way of that? Like, why do you think we might not be aligned with our soul? I know a lot of people are really out there searching for their purpose. Is it really a search or is it really an uncovering? (laughs) It's more of an uncovering. So I call it your true essence. What gets in the way of really consistently aligning with this higher self aspect of us is this inner critic that we have driving the car of our life way too much of the time. Right, And that's that inner critic voice, that's self-doubt, or it's the limiting beliefs that we learned in our families and our culture. And it's really just trying to protect us, but it goes way overboard. 
it does require some practices and tools to uncover, reawaken, align with this deeper, higher self aspect of you so that you can disengage from that inner critic voice, which I really believe is what stops us from aligning with our soul more consistently. Yeah, it's amazing how people can be afraid to step into who they truly are, you know, and eventually I feel like it gets so hard on us that we wind up feeling like weighing the pros and cons of like, if I continue to live this life that I know is not really for me, and then if I move into this other thing that is for me, but I disrupt my whole life and I disrupt what everybody believes about me, it can be really scary because and it could be very lonely. But in the end, you wind up feeling so much more aligned and happier and healthier. And it's a journey for sure. So what are these four modes that you can... Yeah, tell me about those. Well, I've uncovered these four modes just to help people identify how aligned they are or how disconnected they are. Mm. And so I'll briefly... They're very brief, but it does help people just know where they stand. So when you're in your lane, you're driving in your car and you feel fabulous. And this is when you're really aligned with your higher self and your soul, and you're sharing your gifts, and you have your inner guidance, and you have the full energy and all the things that I mentioned. And then if you start veering, the car goes into the shoulder where it starts hitting those little speed bumps telling you that you're veering off the road, Mm. and it gets a little uncomfortable. And and that's when your self-doubt starts creeping in, that who do I think I am? To be able to help people find fulfillment, receive abundance, So it starts to veer. We have the inner critic voice coming in a little bit, but we still have very quick access to our lane. So the Mm. shoulder is not bad. That's the second mode. And then if we don't notice that we're in the shoulder, we're hitting those little bumps and we're starting to get the inner critic voice a little bit, then we'll go off into the woods. And that's where there's a lot of resistance. And that's when we really dampen our spirit. And we it's nothing more frustrating than knowing you have work to do in the world and you're now stopping yourself and dampening your own spirit. Mm -hmm. So now you're in the woods, and that's when the inner critic is now driving the car, like I mentioned before. And it's extremely uncomfortable. It's like having your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't notice you're in the woods, then the car goes off the cliff. And the cliff is the worst because you're depleted, you're discouraged, and it takes a lot more effort to get the car back on the road for when it goes off the cliff than it does from the shoulder of the woods. So it's a helpful analogy because if you realize that you're overwhelmed and confused and you're trained, depleted, then you can say, wait, I'm in the woods. Let me do my tools and strengthen, get myself back in my lane. And the lane is absolutely a choice. Once you learn the tools and and Mm -hmm. you can strengthen this muscle, it's not dependent on external circumstances. So what would you say that you can do to like regularly stay in your lane? Because all of us, we're human, you know, we get derailed, literally, and we might end up in one of those two other lanes or the third lane, hopefully not. But what are some ways that you recommend people to stay in that lane? I will say that over 20 years, I developed a whole soul alignment process that really helps you strengthen the muscle. But I'll give you a tip. So this this would just be one little tip out of many, many tools and a whole process that helps people strengthen this muscle over time. Just a short few months can do it. So one helpful tip is to write down three activities that really feed your spirit and replenish your energy. It's like charging your own cell phone, your, Mm. your cell phone, things that you absolutely feel better after doing them as opposed to things that drain you like Mm. computer, social media. So when you think of activities, for instance, taking a walk out in nature, you're going to feel more energized and it's like 
plugging in your own battery and recharging. So each person listening can think of three activities that really charge their battery, get them back, feeds their spirit. And then the next part is to really look at your calendar over the next week and carve out time, mm-hmm. make sure those things happen. That's so great. That's an easy tip. I love the way that you put that, you know, it, it just three things. And we're so used to charging our computers, charging our phones, charging whatever devices we have, you know, but we forget that we are electric and that we are needing those recharges. You know, it could be a movie, like a funny movie or a date night or something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be meditation or going to a yoga class or something like that. It, it's anything. And it changes with different seasons and different energy, wherever you are with your energy. If you're really depleted, those activities are going to be a little bit more gentle. But if you are already in your lane and you want to stay in your lane, it can be more high vibration activities. So you'll know, not to worry about it, but just thinking of three activities. And then when you do them, you'll notice how much better you feel. And it sounds so oversimplified, but it absolutely works. And then, like I said, there are more aspects to it, but that's a really good beginning place. I'm going to try that actually. Oh, good. Yeah. And maybe we'll even discuss it at the dinner table. What are our three things? And if we got one of them in every night when we have dinner, we talk about our rose thorn of the day and our thank you, our bud, what we're looking forward to, our favorite thing that we ate. We developed this because of COVID. (laughs) It's not much to talk about, you know? Yeah. But we did one of our three things. That could be one of them. So that's cool. I know you're super energetically sensitive. I mean, that's how I met you. You know, we were going to classes and things like that to help us better understand our gifts and things like that. So can you talk to us about being energetically sensitive? Yes, from my own path and then as well now working with people for 20 years, I know that when you're sensitive to energy, it can actually be extremely painful when Mm. you're not yet mastering your energy, you're owning your energy because you're kind of like a sailboat in a hurricane. You just don't have control over the external energies that have so much influence on us. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that when you really strengthen this muscle and you really own your energy, and it's not putting up big walls, I don't believe in that. I think when you're owning your energy and you're standing in your high frequency of your higher self, everything follows from there, of course, but it also allows you to stay centered for your intuitive work or for just being with other energies that are really strong externally. So you can maintain your center. It's nothing more freeing than to be sensitive to energy, be able to stay centered no matter what's going on around you. Yeah, it is so empowering. And as an empath, I I went through that the hard way. I was being basically blown over by different energies that I was encountering in New York City or at home or growing up in a very you know, chaotic family, (laughs) a lot of love, but a lot of chaos, a lot of different energies and personalities and experiences and things like that. So definitely it can be a superpower if you can learn how to manage your energy for sure. So what's one of your favorite ways of managing your energy? Well, I do have a really powerful guided meditation that I'm going to offer for free. Oh, cool. It's really helpful to get grounded and it really does create this beautiful energy center. So that's going to be something that the listeners can go and grab as part of my free offer. But that is my number one way is to do this meditation to really anchor in my own frequency, basically. Mm. And then when I know that I'm going to be around people or external circumstances, let's say even now or different times when the external energies and they're varied are loud and really strong, that's when I know I have to amplify my own practices to keep that center. Sometimes it's easier 
because I just have to maintain. But when there's a lot of external energy, I have to up my practices. But it's absolutely possible to strengthen your connection so that you're not drained by other people's energy. And the other thing I want to mention is that at first, sometimes people feel like it's a selfish act to master and own your own energy. And it feels like you're cutting yourself off from other people. But think about it. If you are like a cell phone and you charge your battery and you're really maintaining that clear connection with the highest frequency of you and your soul, everyone benefits and you actually have more energy to give other people and more clarity and more love. So it's the opposite of selfish. That's true. Yeah. Oftentimes as empaths, we think that we should take on what other people are feeling and carry it for them. But what happens is we wind up holding it and then they get stuck and then we get stuck. So it's best just to create that boundary, hand back that energy and just tell them, you know, that that you love them and that you're there for them and you can help them through it, but you can't do it for them. Yeah. And one other thing is that when we are sensitive to energy, we, I believe a lot of people are healers and we just have this tendency to want to uplift others' energy harmonize with other people. So sometimes at the beginning, before we're able to manage our energy and own it, we dim our light to meet, to Mm. connect with others. And so that's why we feel drained later. But instead, when you're able to anchor and own your own frequency, the people will meet you at your high frequency. And if they want to stay where they are, that's fine, but it's going to help them no matter what, if you stay in your higher frequency. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember a funny story. I was visiting a friend in Fire Island and I was coming along the path to go see a psychic and I was like in my glory, you know, like just loving nature and the beach and and the sunshine and everything. And then all of a sudden I saw her waiting for me and I immediately shrunk my energy down, but I didn't know it until she said to me, how come you just shrunk your energy when you saw me? (laughs) And I was like, whoa, (laughs) how did you know that? And I was like, well, I'll be honest. I was a twin or I am a twin. And a lot of times I felt like I needed to not take up too much space, whether it was in the womb or in the same room or there were so many people in our family. So yeah, I, I learned very early on to not take up too much space, but it's been a lot of unlearning of that. The more that I have stepped into who I am and what I believe in helping other people, it's been amazing to expand the energy and not feel like I had to shrink anymore. Really feels good. I love that. And it also speaks to how unconscious it is that we're changing our energy. And so when you bring more consciousness to it, it's so freeing. There's nothing Mm. better. And the thing that upsets me the most is when people have these beautiful gifts to share and Mm. they're dampening their own spirit or they're getting in their own way or they're settling for being in the woods or being disconnected, they don't realize that they can be in that really high frequency much more of the time. That's something yeah. I'm really passionate about. It's so amazing when people finally get tapped in and, and excited and really understand who they are and why they're here. It's really amazing. So you definitely believe that mastering your energy helps you master your life, right? That's So you have a yes. program that's called the Healer Circle. And is that where you guys work on that? Absolutely. So the Healer Circle is my signature program. And I call it the Healer Circle because it is an advanced energy system. It's the soul alignment process that we go through, which is really helping people get in their lane and stay in their lane more consistently so they can do the work they're here to do. And sometimes people don't know what their soul's work is, and that's a part of it. But sometimes they know what it is, and they do what I did for many, many years. And we they dampen their own spirit and they get in their own way. And that's what I love helping them get over because like I said, 
there's nothing better than to be able to make the difference you're here to make. And it doesn't always have to look exactly the way you want it to look right away. Mm. You can be a healer in corporate America, and then you can gradually take steps to all these different modalities under your tool belt. Right. Absolutely. We need people in all areas of life being awake and in tune and listening. A lot of the Fortune 500 companies actually have people who are either teaching them how to do meditation or working with them regularly on their energy. A lot of CEOs are doing that these days. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday and she's in real estate and she's really into this stuff. And she was telling me about how she can read whether this house is good for the person or not. And I said, well, why don't you just be the woo realtor? (laughs) You know, like, why don't you just be the energy sensitive realtor? Because we need that. We need somebody who can help us find the home that actually fits us if we're not right there yet. You know, I was like, I would have hired you (laughs) if I, you know, (laughs) right. So we need people everywhere and it doesn't have to be hands-on healing or meditation or yoga or anything that you might think of that would be along those lines. So that's, I like that you said that. And I'll just say a little bit more about the healer circle. It's my signature program. So it, it takes place over three months and there are different options to join. And some options include individual sessions with me and some don't. And it's really wonderful because it holds everyone accountable to really working on and prioritizing this connection, which I know is the most important connection we can prioritize and focus on. So as a group, we're strengthening this muscle. And the soul alignment process has many different topics like disengaging from your inner critic, amplifying your inner guidance, creating that strong energy boundary so that you can really stay centered more easily. And also there's other topics like really focus and clarity, because I know when people are creative, they'll have 20 ideas and then their energy gets diffused Mm. into 20 directions. So that's another topic we cover, but it's such a beautiful community and it's all like-minded people. So people love hearing other people's comments because they feel like they're not alone and Mm. it's a beautiful soul family. It is a journey for sure. I actually wanted to ask you, what was your dark night that got you into this? Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) exactly. And it's always, and I tell my clients now when they're struggling and they're going through their dark night, that I know that their soul lessons are going to turn into their soul gifts. Mm. So my soul lesson and my dark night of the soul was being disconnected from my true essence and my higher self and really connecting more with my inner critic and feeling that frustration of knowing that I had this deep work I wanted to bring into the world and help people with, but I just kept getting in my own way for years and years and years. So it was so painful because I was having that push-pull and I would go to a week-long or weekend workshop and I would get so aligned and connected and I would feel fabulous and free and confident and alive. And then it would slip away again. So Mm. that was my back and forth, back and forth. And then I realized... It's the muscle that I have to continue to strengthen instead of just thinking I can get it from one class and hold it. So that was my big lesson. And it was so painful because I would get really connected and then I would be sensitive to other people's energy and I would get completely depleted and disconnected. To me, that was so painful to be in the wrong career and continually disconnecting from my higher self and getting in my own way. That was my biggest pain. Yeah, it's so hard when you get those glimpses of how good it can be and then it slips away and you're like, where did it go? How did it go? You know, it is a real uncovering of what was getting in the way. And 
And that can be really hard because there's a lot of shame around that, you know, from childhood or whatever. Who do you think you are that you can help people and be aligned and have everything, have it all? People are like, (laughs) you know, get angry when you think that way because they haven't thought that they could have it, you know, so therefore you shouldn't have it, right? It can be really, really frustrating. I know what you're talking about when you talk about that. I remember how happy I was when I would do my meditation and I'd go out into the world and, you know, it'd last like six hours and I'd be in bliss and then it would like start to dwindle away. And I was like, oh, okay, I got to figure this out. You know, what? why is it going? Why is it slipping? And sometimes, you know, you know what you're supposed to do, but it's just not the right time. Yeah, that's another frustrating part. Maybe you have to pay off some debt or, you know, you can't quite move yet because of circumstances for whatever reason. So it is about being patient and trusting the divine timing and things like that. So... It's a very interesting journey. Yeah, And when I was really stuck, I wasn't taking any action. So once I started taking incremental action, even though I was still in the wrong job, in my opinion, it felt so much better to get out and start moving toward what was more fulfilling. So when I was stuck, I just kept judging and beating up on myself Mm -hmm. for being stuck. Once I realized I could just keep taking incremental steps, that was a huge shift. So for anyone listening who feels stuck in judging where they are, it helps to just take these simple steps. And maybe the tip of finding those three activities that feed your spirit will help in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the way to get unstuck is to, that. I'd love your idea about just, you know, aligning and picking those three things and energizing. But also I feel like being stuck is about resisting what is the judgment of being like, I shouldn't be in this job, but it's like, how could you be anywhere else? You know, that's where you are right now. And you need to just accept that and then take the next step to move forward, which would be recharging your soul. Of the inner critic. So the inner critic says, this is wrong and I'm in the wrong place. And I don't see a clear path of how I might get to where I want to be. And therefore it's not possible. That's all the inner critic voices that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So that would be an example of being in the woods, being overwhelmed and frustrated and impatient. And then by doing even one activity that feeds your spirit, you can go on a hike in the woods or something and start to get that nice, really subtle, very subtle inner guidance voice that says, you know what, this is a bridge where you are is perfect. And it's a bridge to where you're going. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. It's just one step at a time. So that's your higher self talking to you. And it's a very different voice than the inner critic. So that's the shift I'm talking about where we strengthen that and we disengage from the inner critic. I love it. And I actually kind of like the analogy of being in the woods. It's like (laughs) the universe threw you into a very peaceful spot so you can figure things out. You know, essentially, it's like the woods are really um, helps you get back to nature and what life is really like. I use the analogy of the universe or spirit will throw a pebble at you and then they'll throw a rock at you and then they throw a boulder (laughs) at you. Exactly. Um, Yeah, similar analogy. That's funny. Yeah, because you know what? There needs to be some sort of wake up if you're really off course, right? You know, something's going to happen. You're going to have a dark night, probably. Well, it was so wonderful to talk to you. Can you tell us how we can find out more about you? Absolutely. So my website is awakenyourtrueessence.com. And I have a free opt-in where you can sign up and get a five-day own your energy activation. And I just completed one and I had so many amazing comments about this free activation. You get an email, a video lesson, the guided meditation to just try it on for five days. And you people absolutely experience this energy of their higher self. And then it gives you a lot of tools to get started on the path. Awesome. That's really great that you're giving that away. Wow. 
you're on Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. And what's your address on Facebook? Is it Mary Ellen O'Brien or is it? It's Awaken, Awaken with Mary Ellen. Okay. So on Facebook, it. it's Awaken with Mary Ellen. Yes. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your thank wisdom. You. You're such a beautiful soul. And thank you for helping me out on this journey, you know, way back 15 years ago or something like that. I am here today doing this podcast because of your help. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much for having me. And of course, I love being on your show. And thank you so much. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 